Hi guys, and welcome to Egos and Burritos. My name is Ryan Harris, and I'll be your host for this podcast. I want to introduce this podcast, considering it's the first episode, and tell you a little bit about what it's going to be used for. So, it's going to be used in a way to share people's stories. The idea is that I want to share people's stories that I think are interesting, or I think other people will find them interesting, as well as share just a little bit of homemade food that I think people enjoy so every podcast that I will post out I will ask the guests that I interview for a recipe that they have and I will post it up with each episode so that's something cool to look forward to. Um, The next guest that I have uh, for the very first episode is my friend Andy Jane. He is uh, native to New Zealand and I met him on my travels through New Zealand and we got along really well. He's a huge adventure seeker, uh, huge traveler and just one of the most interesting people I've ever met. He has so many stories and has met so many cool people throughout his time um, around and traveling. So uh, with further ado, I wanted to welcome Andy Jane. My next guest is Andy Jane, a native to New Plymouth Taranaki, where he went to high school and spent time in Hamilton to continue his education at uni. Soon after, he created a life of travel where he practices photography and video editing. He's an avid outdoor recreationist and adventure seeker, spending a lot of time snowboarding and mountain biking. Growing up, he has had struggles with being bullied and family trauma, but has used these disadvantages to create a successful life of travel and exploring. All right, man. Well, hey, Andy, thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, cheers, Ryan. Thanks for having me. It's uh, crazy how the roles have reversed now. You're know, interviewing okay. me. It's pretty cool, yeah. Was, you kind of inspired me to start podcasting too. So I um, thought it was, you know, honorary to have you as my first guest. No, cheers, man. Hey, pleasure. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to open up and let you guys know a bit about myself. And yeah, thanks for reaching out. Yeah, of course, man. All right, well, first off, I just want to see how you're doing uh, during lockdown, kind of uh, where you're spending your time and how you're spending it and making sure you're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm spending all my time in my bubble at home (laughs) as we have to do. Um, so playing a bit of Call of Duty. Um, I built a couple of small little like mountain bike jumps out on the street. Um, that, yeah, that the, the little kids of the neighborhood have been using quite a bit when they (laughs) ride up and down the road. Um, and just been going for a, a few little walks around the block. Um, and that's really it, man. Uh, and obviously I started my own podcast. Um, but there's definitely like, especially if you're not, you don't do something, there are definitely days that are super, uh, that I get super down, um, and find it hard to get out of bed. I've probably had three or four of them so far in the three and a half weeks that we've, um, that we've had. So it's, it's tough. I'm sure I'm not the only one, like I, uh, I've touched on this before, that um, there's probably most people are in the same boat that have had some rough days just because you haven't been able to go out and do things you love and want to do. Yeah, I was kind of talking to my friend about that. So this is one of the very first times in uh, I think everyone's life where we've had to like sit down with our own thoughts and that we kind of have to now. So it's really interesting. Um, it's very hard to keep yourself, you know, busy and always distracted. So, uh, but you know, we have those days, we have ups and downs, but, um, we do things to keep ourselves sane. Right. (laughs) It's so true. You're, you're actually uh, in a slightly luckier position where you're actually in the hostel as well that you can, um, uh, associate with, uh, more than 
your three family members. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Having 30 people, if I don't like one person, I go talk to someone else, you know? <laughs> so yeah. It works out well. I'm a bit jealous about that. I'm a, I, you could definitely get sick of your, your family pretty quickly <laughs> being yeah, cooped know, up for three weeks. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, to be honest, I kind of want to start off uh, kind of going straight into it, um, kind of with a heavier question. Um, so I was hoping that you could kind of elaborate on your experiences with being bullied um, and also like kind of how that affected you today, like how that kind of shaped your personality and generally how you carry yourself. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so right throughout school, up until I was probably 16 years old, I was quite badly bullied, even at primary school. Wasn't as bad, but as soon as I went to intermediate and then on to high school, uh, it was tough. I had the I had the quadruple threat. I had braces, I was skinny, uh, I wear glasses, I had ginger hair. So I was very open to the whole uh, bullying from my, yeah, my peers. And once I got to about 16, um, I I don't know. I don't know if people just grew up or I, I changed and people didn't find it cool to, to bully me. Goodness knows, but things got better after that and they've been pretty good since. But that being said, it has left a very, um, a very big emotional um, a barrier uh, per se. Uh, I have suffered very low self-esteem, um, a very low self-esteem since then I have self-esteem issues I still do to this day um it's it's really tough uh trying to people say you can't love someone until you love yourself and I I still don't there's things about me like I've worked on myself a lot over the last few years I've, I've t like come with leaps and bounds to where I was four or five years ago but it's still really tough um you get the times where you just think, Am, like, why, why do people want to hang out with me? I, I'm not amazing. And then you get yourself to a certain point and then you go through like a breakup or something or some, or you're really, really into this person and they, um, they not, don't want to like take it any further with you. And then you start doubting yourself again and you go back into that hole. And if um, I'm sure there's, so many people out there that are in the same boat as me is it's a battle and you have to um be fighting it until you until you get there and realize that you are worth it and you like people do love you and enjoy hanging out with you and that you are attractive and you got to just keep telling yourself these things even though it's uh, easier said than done yeah definitely man so uh, you kind of touched on it so it sounds like kind of this barrier of intimacy that's kind of hard it's kind of further away now because you kind of have that, you know, almost like a voice in the back of your head, kind of like, Hey, like don't touch that. Or like, don't go any close to vulnerability. Um, was that how you kind of describe your experience with putting yourself in more vulnerable or intimate relationships with people? Funny you say that this is, this is what, where I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. So I'm a hopeless romantic. I believe in big gestures and, like like go if you if you like someone go for it like you've got nothing to lose and even after all these setbacks and all these like feelings after a, like thinking am i good enough i still put myself out there to this day and i don't understand how 
it, it works. It's really, really weird that I have this such low self-esteem, but then I'm still willing to try. I think it's because I want to find love. I want to get married. I want to have kids. And I know that I'm not going to do that, like sitting in my room, like playing Xbox or PlayStation all the time. But it does, it definitely does come at a a cost as well because um, I'm like, like, relationships are hard as it is and trying to like find someone is super hard in this day and age. And I, because of my low self-esteem, I do tend to go down these rabbit holes where I just like, like if I haven't heard back from someone for a day or two, I'm like, man, like, do they not like me now? Do like, is there something wrong with me? And that's, that's what I struggle with is the whole overthinking uh, once I have found someone and have started chatting to someone and that's, yeah, where I, I tend to, um, where the low self-esteem really does become apparent. Okay. I got you. So yeah, that kind of actually leads into the next question pretty well. So like you're describing this rabbit hole that kind of you fall into in some of those instances, uh, what were some ways that you kind of like, like tools or ways or strategies to kind of pull yourself out of that rabbit hole? And um, when that kind of anxiety kind of uh, comes over you, like how do you pull yourself out? You know what? It's actually having friends around. I think the the first thing is having a really good support network. I think you touched on this, having that support network of um, really close people um, around you that you can go to if you're, if you're in that dark place and you're overthinking everything you can go to them and you can tell them everything and be like, Hey, I'm having a really rough day. Like, like so-and-so hasn't messaged me back for two days. I'm overthinking shit. Like, can you like, like just talk logically to me? Cause I'm not, I'm, I'm not thinking logically. Uh, and honestly, like they straight away. And I, so I think number one is definitely having that support network around you that, um, that can, be there for you when you do find yourself in those um uh places also keeping yourself busy is another one i think um doing something that you're interested in so for me uh, like you said in the intro i'm massive outdoor adrenaline junkie so going for a hike mountain bike when it's winter go skiing to keep yourself busy so you you don't uh sit there with your thoughts and go down that rabbit hole um I think it's the same with depression as well. I did, I suffered depression when I was younger as well um, and got put on some, uh, some antidepressants. And I think if you, uh, it's easier said than done. I know there's days where you just can't um, and you, you are stuck in your room, but yeah, getting out there and going and doing something that makes you feel good. Um, and I, it's, it's fantastic. And it really does. Um, uh, yeah, it really does a world of good. And I think third is that you, you need to, it's again, like mental health and uh, what your brain is telling you um, is, is such a, it is so hard to get over that, that hurdle. But I think telling yourself that you're like, come up with ways to tell yourself that everything is going to be okay. Like this person, obviously like this person's messaging you for a reason 
um, like if you go going down that sort of aspect or, um, or everything is happening for a reason. Um, they, and that you are an amazing person. I think that positive affirmation you, you give yourself will get you out of those sort of rabbit holes as well. But again, like I said, like easier said than done 80%, 90% of the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like a consistent battle. Like you were kind of touching. It's, it's never a, this is the formula to fix your problems. It's never like that. It's going to be con- constant battling and constant work to kind of be happy and, you know, feel better. Um, so yeah, yeah. Definitely. absolutely. Um, I'm also someone that relies on positive affirmation uh, because I have such a low self-esteem and I don't give it to myself hearing you're amazing or good job today or, or like, I love you. Like those things just mean everything to me. And uh, sometimes I'm in the mood where it just goes in one ear and out the other. Um, But then other, but deep down you do still take it on board. um, Even though at the time you might be like, but there are those positive affirmations uh, just, yeah, do a world of good. Yeah. Oh, that's super awesome to hear, man. Well, I'm glad. Hopefully I can tell you're amazing if that helps. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank you. Awesome, man. Um, sweet. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I was kind of curious. So kind of with these adversities that you've faced, um, how did this kind of affect your time traveling or your decision to continue traveling? Um, do you carry it with you and how does that kind of express itself? I was kind of curious on that. Um, in terms of what do you mean by carrying it with me? Like this adversities and um, your experiences like being bullied or anxiety. Like yeah. it definitely comes with you. I think when you travel and I was kind of curious on how that affected your time traveling and your experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, basically I, um, I, I did struggle with it still in the, the UK. Um, where I moved, I moved to the UK when I, in 2015 and lived there for a couple of years. And it does affect, number one, wanting to go back to your home country where all this, like, I wouldn't say I or kind of was, I was kind of running away from, um, <laughs> from, from all this stuff that was happening in New Zealand, which is why I went over, um, overseas. Um, and obviously coming like wanting to come back to New Zealand wasn't really a priority because then I'd have to face it again. Um, And then this also, um, like I find that I'm a pretty sociable person, but there there were times in the UK that I didn't want to go out and do absolutely anything. I feel like it hasn't really affected my travels so much, but I've definitely carried it with me. I've had a few mental breakdowns overseas but again, like if you have the the friend group and the support network there, um, you can definitely get through it. Okay. So did you kind of like create like a support group for yourself, kind of every place you went? Cause you were mentioning yeah. that that's one of the biggest, you know, things that help and to kind of uproot that and go somewhere else. Did you, so you had to kind of create it for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, so I lost a lot of contact with, a, a contact with most of my friends in New Zealand and uh, that happens with everyone that moves overseas. Uh, I've had lots of discussions with uh, all, like quite a few of my friends 
that have moved overseas and say that they just lose contact with all their friends in New Zealand uh, until you actually come back. Um, so yeah, having to create those uh, relationships and friendships um, and support networks where you are um, is definitely something you have to do. And that's what I did. And it's better knowing that they're there in person, like you can go around the corner instead of having to uh, do a Skype call back to back to New Zealand. You can literally go to a pub and have a beer with someone and open up instead of knowing that, yeah, the only thing I can do is like be on the phone with someone. Yeah, the computer screens only do so much and you can only share so much over a computer screen. Sitting down and it, talking. Yeah, exactly. And and hugs. Like I love I love <laughs> getting hugs and giving hugs. So being able to like hug someone uh and then have them tell you that everything's all good. Uh yeah, that's yeah. That's awesome, man. Really cool. Um sweet. So yeah, we're, I was gonna kinda continue talking about this topic of bullying. Um so bullying always in my mind seemed like a very specific term that belonged at school. Um, I was kind of curious on your opinion and, you know, going back to your experience, uh, do you think that it can occur in more professional settings and workplaces? And I guess, how would you react to it today? Kind of growing from your experiences beforehand? Absolutely. It's not just a high school thing. Um, we're, all, we're human. We're, all um far from perfect we make mistakes we ridicule we criticize it's in our nature uh so bullying is you're gonna come across bullying throughout your life it's not just a high school thing um i was lucky that it kind it kind of dropped off uh like i said when i was 16 years old and kind of hasn't really resurfaced it it hasn't really resurfaced since but there's been occasions where some people have like like made fun of me but i i feel like now i'm at the at the phase where it doesn't so much affect me to an extent um but i think it's again like if you're emotionally damaged like quite a few people are um and have such a low self esteem it is going to affect you in some way even at 25 years old um i think being able to uh cope with it is and not take it to heart so much is probably something that i have now that comes with age but i know that if i was back at high school and it happened i yeah it would not have been good yeah that's fair you do learn a bit you know <laughs> from the time yeah you know, big difference yeah but i, I can i yeah, it's not just a high school thing by any means. You've got to find it uh, in your sports teams. You've got to find it in your workplaces. Um, you got to find it everywhere, unfortunately. Um, and that's why – That's uh, and the thing is people are, people are going through hurt. They're going through pain. And sometimes that's their – unfortunately, that's their coping mechanism to make them feel better. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, they they take it out on – on other people and I feel like this is why when I start criticizing someone or joking about someone um, I try and I was talking in my podcast the other day I try and cut it off because I know I know it, words hurt people and it can uh, it can definitely affect someone and you don't know what they're going through sometimes 
sometimes all it takes is one one word and that could be the tipping point of someone ending their life which is why i i really do try so hard knowing what i've been through and knowing what others have been through to um try and like nip if i ever start to criticize or make fun of someone uh try and nip it in the butt as soon as i can because we all still do it we definitely do we make mistakes i mean we are human yeah you know exactly everyone does slip up, you know, you can try your best. Um, so yeah, that kind of, I was kind of curious on, so building from all these experiences, what would you go back and tell maybe your high school self or tell someone else that is kind of experiencing bullying at a younger age? What, what would be like your message to them to help them through it? To don't take it to heart. Um, that obviously the the person that's bullying you is um, having some issues in their life or going through some hurt or some pain or something and that they they aren't doing it to to hurt you I'd say 90% of the time they aren't doing it to hurt you they're trying to make themselves feel better because they don't feel happy with themselves Um, and yeah try not to take it to heart it's so hard to because words are words can be worse than than fists um because they they go all the way into the soul and uh it is really hard sometimes to just brush it off but it it can be it can be done and i think um not sitting there pull people out call them out yeah be the be be the narc like especially at high school like like shit's not gonna get better unless you unless you confront them about it yeah you kind of have to hold them accountable for their own actions right and that's yeah based on your peers so yeah awesome man well thank you so much for opening up and sharing that man really do appreciate it yeah yeah that's okay um sweet so i kind of wanted to switch gears a little bit um and take it on a little more of a lighter note uh, I kind of want to talk about what was like your biggest or most epic accomplishment within the, like the mountains. Um, yeah. Oh man, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, oh, I would say recently would have been when I hiked up the, the top of Mount Taranaki with my little brother back in November last year, we uh, took our snowboards on the, the back of our bags and we we snowboarded down that was pretty insane day that was amazing it was in spring the snow was fantastic uh but i think my most epic experience would have been skiing under the northern lights in italy oh my god that was yeah that was that was amazing uh that was the most incredible experience in my life yeah that was tenfold we were at this um Hempstadale, the ski resort um and normally the this was over christmas time and normally the northern lights don't go down that low uh but there was extreme solar activity so um we we got them all the way because it's only three hours it wasn't in the arctic circle we're about two hours south of the arctic circle so you do need a decent solar storm to to be able to see the lights and we actually got them so oh my god that was pretty incredible yeah and this was over christmas no so we christmas miracle yeah that was amazing. And you said you were with family and your brother? Uh, no, 
Uh, no, uh, so uh, the Taranaki one I was with uh, brother, oh, yeah. but the I was actually with my support group, uh, my, all my friends from the UK. Uh, we decided to take a, so I was looking at flights. So I was like, wait, like I haven't had a white Christmas yet. I really want to um, go and have a white Christmas. Where's like the best place? And I was like Norway. So I asked all my flatmates, like we should get a group together and go. And we managed to get like a group of 10, 10 of us and we hired out a, a cabin uh, and yeah spent nine days uh, skiing, exploring the fjords, seeing the Northern Lights. It was an incredible experience. I think um, that was probably my highlight in the mountains, but I've done so many things. The, the goal next is to uh, do Rainier, I think, in Washington, I yeah. think is my next big mountain experience that I want to do. Not that can't do it this year, unfortunately, due to the the whole COVID situation. But looking at next year to summit Rainier, do man, yeah, I hear so many great things. I had a couple of friends who did Rainier over the summer, and they got back down, and they're like, it was phenomenal. Like it was one of the almost all time experiences. They were saying, so if you need a partner, let me know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely be down. I'll hit you. You'll be probably back in the United States by then as well, so probably, I'll have to yeah. hit you up. That's awesome. And yeah, skiing under the Northern Lights is definitely going to be going on my bucket list. So <laughs> I'm envious. Yeah, there's so ma- there's so many amazing places you can do it in Italy. You can go actually up into uh, Italy, Norway, um, <laughs> all the way up, <laughs> all the way up into the Arctic Circle, and uh, up by Lufthansen in the Lufthansen Islands. Uh, and you're literally skiing on these super steep slopes that just go into the sea, which is oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, under the northern lights. That's pretty amazing. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Well, sweet, man. Um, yeah, so I was kind of curious. Uh, you and I talked a lot about outdoor recreation, um, and I know you spent some time in kind of Bend and Washington in the Pacific Northwest area. So I was kind of curious on kind of how you compared the outdoor recreation from the U.S. to um, New Zealand. Oh man, holy shit. (laughs) Um, Okay, this is, in terms of beauty, I, how I classify New Zealanders, uh, you take a little bit out of every country and you slam it into one and that's New Zealand. So you take the the fjords of Norway, you slam it into fjordland. You take the the Southern Alps, they're like the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies. You take um, Rotorua and you've got Yellowstone, yeah. uh, et cetera. You get the you get the drift. And I I feel like in terms of that, the New Zealand scenery is there's literally everything, and you can you can do everything. You can climb, you can mountain bike, you can ski, you can hike, you can do anything you, you want. Um, but I'm so used to seeing it. Um, not that I've, I've been to the South Island before, but you, you're so used to seeing and hearing all these stories about people, but the Pacific Northwest, it, it's just different. You have these tall Douglas fir trees. Um, you have these, yeah, beautiful, like f- fir forests that go for miles and miles and miles. And then you, you've got these lakes with it. It's just, it's hard to explain. It is, it's diff. it's it's different. It is. It looks different. You, you can, if I was to put up a photo, you know, that's not New Zealand. And so I feel like having, knowing that 
it is so different compared to New Zealand in that the that the hiking there is so different. The hiking trails are because New Zealand gets so much rainfall. The hiking trails in New Zealand um, are a lot wetter, muddier. They generally are just a bit of a nightmare to to hike on. But the the trails in the Pacific Northwest I've found are just so well maintained um, and are just so much nicer to hike on. But that's my my opinion. I'm sure there's other people that would say the opposite. One thing I do really enjoy about New Zealand is the outdoor huts. So you pay $10 a night to the Department of Conservation. That's something the Pacific Northwest doesn't have, yeah, which is really, really cool. Yeah, the states are so bad with that because when I climbed Mount Aspiring, we spent two days hiking in and then got to a hut and I was like, this is luxurious. I feel like I'm in a hotel right now. Like, they're really nice, so... That's awesome. Um, it really it really depends on what vibe you're going for. Like the huts, you, you have different categories of huts. Some have solar power, some don't. Some um, have running water, um, others don't. And so it's, it's just something different. Um, I'm like, obviously I, I tented a lot when I was in the Pacific Northwest and that was, that was an amazing experience. But it's nice coming back to... Um, coming back to New Zealand and have those huts so readily um, available to go and stay the night in, in a hike and they're only $10 a night. It's super easy. Yeah. I remember when I was um, in the Mount Aspiring hut, they had, I think the only thing that was electronic was the radio and they like rang in every night. Like, Hey, like how many people here? Is that everyone? Okay. Like everyone's alive. And yeah. So it feels really remote when you're kind of in those huts. It's a really cool experience. Um, yeah. So that's there, really cool. So I was kind of curious. So you mentioned that you are kind of an amateur photographer slash video editor. Um, I was kind of curious if you could tell us a little bit about that and maybe some projects that you have done or are working on. Yeah. So I, when would have I got, uh, back in 2016, I got, uh, when I said, basically in, when I first started traveling, I got into photography. I bought a uh, DSLR. And have slowly started to get better. Um, I've, I, I feel really bad because I haven't been out that much for a, a long time taking photos. You can definitely, on my Instagram, you can definitely tell the difference between a photo that's taken on my phone and a photo that's taken on, on my camera because the framing's so much nicer. The, um, yeah, I just take a lot more time. Um, and it's, I haven't really got out and I really should that's the thing about photography. If you want to get better, you just have to shoot, go out and do as many shots as you can. Um, and yeah, so I upgraded my camera a couple of years ago. Um, and I bought Adobe, um, the Adobe create, uh, Adobe creative cloud. So now I have all the editing software, which is really handy as well to just make those, um, photos a little bit more, a uh, little bit nicer. Um, I bought myself a drone so I can take some aerial photography now. I own the DJI um, Mavic and that's really, really cool. It gives, um, gives it another perspective. And also they, they film as well. So I, um, uh, the drone obviously films a camera. Uh, I've got a Sony A6300 mirrorless camera that um, films in 4K. I've got a couple of GoPros. Um, so, yeah, I put um all my travels are on youtube my my videos i've done 
Vancouver, BC. I've done Japan. Um, Sail Croatia with Bus About. They actually used a lot of my footage for one of their videos, which was really cool, and paid me like £100 for it, which was really cool. Um, and that's got like 10,000 views on YouTube, that video, which is really cool. So I'm super stoked about that one. Um, and projects going at the moment, because of this whole COVID-19 thing, it's been tough. I did have this Taranaki montage video kind of uh, video that I was halfway through, but I haven't been able to um, get out and and be able to film for a while now so I really as soon as this finishes I really want to go and finish that off especially before I um, head over back to the United States yeah. so I would like to get that done but if it doesn't happen then that's okay nice. it can yeah. be safe for, for next time I get back 100% yeah I'll definitely be keeping my eye out for that project it sounds amazing I'm really stoked uh, to see it. I put up a snip I'll tag you in on Facebook I put a snippet out uh on facebook a few months back so oh. you'll have to check it out yeah i'd love to check that out that sounds awesome all right man well sweet so uh you kind of mentioned that you have this love for cheesecake i was kind of curious if you um had like a favorite recipe or did you have a story behind uh the cheesecake that <laughs> you famously love i i always have i've always had a sweet tooth i like anything sweet um i in my milos or uh sorry, American listeners, hot chocolates. Um, <laughs> I put like way too much sugar in. So I've always had such a sweet tooth and I, there was just cheesecake, uh, strawberry cheesecake just does it for me. And when I was living in the UK, uh, Tesco had like three pound cheesecake. So I'd have five in my fridge at once, one for every day of the week. <laughs> and I'd, I'd eat them for dessert. These big cheesecakes certainly wasn't good for the waistline. Um, <laughs> and my mum actually has a really amazing cheesecake recipe, which uh, is, is divine um, that, yeah, everyone should check out. I yeah, think yeah. you said that you, you were going to, you were going to post up the, the details about it. So, yeah. So every episode I'm trying to incorporate a recipe, hence the egos and then the burritos. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not quite burritos, but it'll get there. So yeah, I'll be putting that up with the video as well. So yeah cool awesome yeah i'm sure i'll like have to make it and let you know what i think of it <laughs> <laughs> sweet all right man and finally i guess what's your what's next in your agenda what's next in this world for you yeah uh yeah man um so i have plans i have a six-month visa for the united states which is next on the list i want to go back to oregon uh and yeah spend another summer in Oregon I did Oregon last year and it was just a such an amazing time uh there's some pretty cool people there that I really want to see and hang out with again um and after that uh Vancouver BC for my two-year Canadian working holiday but I'm not gonna stay in Vancouver for the whole time but that's just where I'm gonna start off so I'm super excited to uh yeah, be out of the New Zealand again for another couple of years. And I think um, after that, it'll be time to settle down. But again, this is so, like, if I meet someone and fall in love with someone knowing me, I probably will, um, or start dating someone, then plans will definitely change and move around a little bit. That's the good thing about not being tied down to anything at the moment. You can very much uh, change plans around 
all the time yeah. and not have yeah. to worry worry too much. I'm hoping to be over there by June. It looks like um, Oregon, Washington, and California are going to all open up at the same time, which it sounds like sometime in May. And they're all flattening the curve, those three states. So June is looking pretty good. So I'm excited yeah. to get over there by then. Um, and just keep working on myself. I still have a lot of self-discovery and a lot of um, a lot of work on my self-esteem that I have to do. A lot of uh, like trauma from back in when I was a child with uh, parents and all that that I have to um, let go and try and uh, get over as well. So a lot of uh, yes, work on myself. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think everyone, you know, it's again one of the another one of those things that's constant work you always have to put more and more effort into it so i'm glad you i'm glad you're pushing for it and it sounds like you have a really good plan for going to oregon and bc yeah do you your your perspective um someone that has low self-esteem do you believe in the the saying that you should love yourself before you love others do you do you think that people shouldn't be dating someone until they are 100 percent with themselves I've been thinking actually a lot about this because I have so much time too. <laughs> um, but I was thinking that you need to be comfortable in your own skin. Obviously you need to yep. feel yourself, but at the same time, it's never going to be that easy. I don't think one day that you wake up and you're like, I am perfectly happy. I never have to grow anymore. Like I think, there's always going to be effort that you have to put into yourself and yourself is always changing. And so yep. in my opinion, I think that putting yourselves in these intimate relationships really bring out, they bring out more of, of who you are than you realized and they alter you and they change you and they make you grow. And at the end of the day, when you're in those relationships, you either outgrow the person or you outgrow each other or you just discover that you're better off with each other and you decide to continue to grow with each other. I don't ever believe that it's as easy as saying love yourself and then love someone else. I think it's, there's so much more, it's too fluid in my opinion, yourself is and your image and who you are. It grows all the time. So that's my opinion on it. Yeah. I, th I think I agree with you on that. I, um, I've, yeah, no, I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head there because, I mean, we're never going to be 100%. I, I don't think there is a single person out there that is 100% with themselves. So I think uh, f finding someone that has the similar interests with you and, yeah, and is able to push you to, to grow more as a person and to develop, uh, like, your your self-esteem if you have self-esteem issues i think is is the way to do it yeah i agree so yeah that was all yeah i'm glad i was able to get that i was been thinking about that a lot with a lot of my friends we've been talking um yeah well sweet man well, it is good it is it is um super tough uh when you see because uh, you might be getting to the age as well like 25 you're um You've seen a lot of your friends get engaged. I have a lot of friends or Facebook friends, acquaintances that have got engaged the last couple of years. And it's a little demoralizing when you're, um, when you're trying to um, like find someone that you, <laughs> that you want. And then um, everyone else seems to be five steps ahead of you. But 
everyone's yeah. in their own sort of timeline, aren't they? At the, at the end of the day. You can measure, you know, success by any of that. I think for how much you've lived, I think people are pretty envious of your time traveling and everything. So I don't think that it's, you know, A, B, and C. I don't think there's ever direct formula for life. So, yeah. Well, sweet, man. That's very true. Did you want to add anything before we kind of end the call? Or uh, no, man. I think uh, I think that's pretty much everything. Sorry that I um this there was so many ums and pauses in between everything and trying me struggling to try and get my words out. <laughs> you know, I do the same thing. It happens to the best of us. Um, well, Andy, thank you so much. And for everyone who's listening, please uh, check out his podcast as well. It's called Staying Sane with Andy Jane. And he does something similar to what we're doing. And uh, he does a really good job with it. Highly recommend it. So, um, Oh, yeah. cheers, man. Hey, I much appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. All right, Andy. Well, thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah, that's okay, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yep, cheers.